This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. Special guest today, my friend Matt Shea. Matt is also an allied attorney with the Alliance Defending Freedom, an affiliated attorney with the Pacific Justice Institute. Here is retired 12-year state representative, former House Republican Caucus Chair, Washington State. He's currently the senior pastor at On Fire Ministries and Kingdom Christian Academy. Welcome back, Matt. Great to be back on. Thanks for having me. Well, Tell you what, uh, we've done a lot of things over the years, uh, television, radio, and including uh, conferences, trying to wake up the church to what's really happening, what will happen, and it is happening right now in front of our very eyes. So I want you to give a, a brief rundown. I know you are on top of the situation in the Ukraine, so Matt, please share. Absolutely, and we uh, we have sources on the ground in Ukraine that confirm a lot of what I'm going to talk about. But first, just kind of as the overview, here in the United States, we can only go to war if war is declared constitutionally. And I want to be very, very clear on that. And I, I don't think anybody wants to see our soldiers or troops involved in a fight overseas in Ukraine. Uh, that said, we need to understand that Russia and China have already declared war on the United States, and they have been fighting against the United States for quite some time in the fourth-generation warfare sphere. There's a lot of false narratives out there, especially this morning, coming from uh, so-called experts, uh, you know, foreign entanglements or Ukraine is a client state or it won't affect us or Putin is taking down the, the New World Order or all of them are involved. The fact of the matter is that, yes, there is a globalist cabal. Yes, they want to use World War III to implement a one-world economy, a one-world religion, and a one-world government. There's no question about that. But they are using communist and they are using jihadi counterstates to try to destroy the United States as part of this. And this issue is not about Taiwan or Ukraine. This issue is about them ultimately trying to destroy the United States. And we have to start there, knowing ourselves. Who are we? And I'm going to get to some solutions, I believe, that are out there here in a moment. But who are we as a country? And this whole thing with Ukraine and the whole thing that's going to happen in Taiwan, as we've been talking about now for some weeks, is 
you can see it coming a mile away, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we just need to sit idly by or we need to turn our faces away. The fact of the matter is the wolves are at the door right now. And we as the United States do need to defend ourselves. And a lot of the uh, intelligence that I'm getting real time right now, in fact, I got just some of it a few minutes ago, uh, I think is going to put this into perspective. The second part of this is knowing your enemy. Putin declared his intent as we talked about on your show last time, in 2005, in 2013, in 2021, last July, that he wanted Ukraine and Russia to be one people together. And that they historically had been one people together and they shared a common language and they shared common heritage and common religion. That's just flat out false, first of all. The, they did not share common religion, as it were, for the last hundred and so years because – the KGB effectively controlled the Orthodox Church in Ukraine, in, or in uh, Russia, and some parts of Ukraine under the former Soviet Union. So when the former Soviet Union broke up, Ukraine didn't want to have anything to do with the Orthodox Church that was tied to Russia because of the infiltration of the KGB. And so they split on those things. In addition to that, just simply Ukrainian language has like additional characters in its alphabet it's not exactly the same they don't share exactly the same language and so misunderstanding our enemies has been totally catastrophic in this particular case putin objectively on the ground was forming up for an invasion he declared his intent he started to go in and he said if ukraine threatens us we will invade and ukraine said we're going to stand up for ourselves and then they invaded putin had planned this years ago and i'm really kind of you know watching christians say somehow nato provoked that is asinine putin had this planned in his grand vision of a neo-soviet empire years and years ago he planned this this is not a nato provocation that is just absolutely objectively false however i will say this China is going to use a very similar narrative to what Putin's using to invade Taiwan. Taiwan, this is a quote from China this morning. Taiwan has always been an inalienable part of China. This is an indisputable legal and historical fact. So China is already setting up for an invasion of Taiwan as they see the United States is extremely weak. Last night also in Syria, uh, uh, Israel hit targets in Syria, presumably Iranian proxies in Syria, and then coming up here very soon on March 3rd is the anniversary of the abolition of the caliphate in Turkey, and so we can see some some huge things beginning, and I'm getting some intel in right now. It looks like, okay, so I'm going to go down some of this in here in just a second. First of all, Russia, and this is knowing the terrain, has only a very short window in which to operate. That's why they're hitting all at once right now, and they have attacked virtually all of ukraine there are confirmed reports on the ground in Kharkiv, ukraine of russians indiscriminately targeting civilians with their missile batteries that is confirmed outside of Kharkiv, ukraine which is in the northeast of ukraine there have been uh, there is and continuing to be significant tank battles where uh, there are visible images of russian armor that is destroyed there on the northwest of ukraine Russian forces captured Chernobyl a few minutes ago after a very fierce but brief firefight. The storage facilities 
at Chernobyl are reported to be damaged. So there's a high likelihood of a radiological event. The question is just the degree. Now, down in the south, there is continued fighting going on down there. And also, and that's in the southeast, and then also in the southwest, on the border of Moldova, which is called Transnistria, there is fierce fighting going on there where Russian units have come in from Moldova to attack Ukraine from that front. Now, I want to talk very quickly about the disruptions in supplies before I get to actually what's happening on the ground more specifically. The implication is right now that disruptions in supplies will affect the United States of America very significantly. First of all, microchips, appliances, phones, electrical meters, cars, Russia controls roughly 10% of global copper reserves and is a major producer of aluminum, nickel, platinum, and just under 50% of the world's palladium. These are all key elements in the manufacture complex microchips. So we are going to, and you can see these things online at consultancy.eu, but we can see the implication of our own computer systems and manufacturing because we've outsourced so much over the last few years. In addition to that, and just to be very specific to the United States, 35% of U.S. palladium used in applications such as sensors and memory comes from Russia. The chip industry relies heavily also on Ukrainian-sourced neon, and Ukraine supplies more than 90% of U.S. semiconductor-grade neon. You can read about these things in Ohio News Times. So what this means is chip makers claim there will be a limited disruption, and that may be true for a little while, but ultimately the different sources for these raw materials is going to have to happen, and there really aren't a lot of readily available options. Number two, agriculture. Ukraine is the world's largest exporter, is among the world's largest exporter of corn, barley, and rye. And here's an interesting thing. Russia is the world's top wheat exporter. So together, Ukraine and Russia account for roughly 29% of the world's grain reserves. China is also the biggest recipient of Ukrainian corn. In fact, they just surpassed the United States last year in that. And so this implicates China in a food sense as well. But the food distribution lines are going to be disrupted by what's going on over in Ukraine right now. Number three, oil. The transport costs and also uh, the implication of fertilizer. Most people don't know that natural gas is a critical input for fertilizer. And manufacturers here and across Asia and Europe have been curbing input, I'm sorry, curbing output of fertilizer for the last few months. So there's an implication just by oil spiking today on fertilizer and farming and again imp implicating food uh i want to go next to kind of what is happening right now and i'm getting this literally real time as we're talking um and i want to just go over a few things that we know uh current and that have been confirmed currently on the ground so outside of Kharkiv, ukraine the fighting continues very very uh fiercely there are civilian and heavy civilian casualties in Kharkiv, Ukraine. So this is the northeast of Ukraine. It's the second largest city in Ukraine. And these are from their mobile launched rocket systems, or MLRS, that have been fired into civilian areas there. We also have video of paratroopers landing. 
but they are being fought right now as well. In addition to that, at the Hostomel uh, region or airport or airstrip, it's right near Kiev. The Russian forces have been surrounded, and President Zelensky of Ukraine has given the order to destroy all the Russian forces that have been surrounded there. Russian troops control uh, part of what is called the Kyrgyzstan region, and this is in the southern part of the Kyrgyzstan region, which is in the southern part of Ukraine. There, there's also fighting that is going on pretty significantly there. The Ukrainian army, army has regained control of the Kakovka uh, hydroelectric plant and the entire reconnaissance platoon of the 74th Motorized Rifle Brigade of Russian. Uh, the Russian military has surrendered near Chernihiv, where, again, there is fierce fighting. Uh, let's see. In addition to that and more prescient as well, uh, there have been at least five and probably double that number of Russian airplanes that have been shot down right now. And at least three uh, Russian helicopters that have been shot down as they came across the border uh, trying to attack Kiev. At this moment, according to our sources, President Biden has been presented with cyber attack options. And it does appear that cyber attacks are beginning. I just got this in literally two minutes ago. Um, due to ongoing intensive cyber attacks in Russia and Ukraine and the new development of Biden's advisors presenting cyber attack options, um, the readiness here in the United States should be extremely high. And I want to talk about that very quickly. We should expect disruptions of our supply chain here in the United States, not just fuel, but also food. And we should expect some cyber disruptions of our financial system. So what does that mean for uh, us as regular Americans? Top off your gasoline because gasoline prices are going to be heading toward $5 a gallon. Number two, finalize your preparations for with food. Make sure you go to the store and you do have food. Um, and store it up not just for 30 days or something like that, but really for about a year, preferably two years, food stored up right now because these supply chain disruptions are going to last for quite a long time. And then lastly, have at least $1,000 of cash on hand because if the systems go down, and this has actually happened here in the last couple months where, for example, Safeway's uh, credit card processing systems have gone, down, or have gone down and gone offline, they only accept cash at the stores. So it's very important to have some cash on hand for your listeners. I believe the United States right now has an opportunity and, and – uh, I don't know what's going to happen in the White House, but instead of imposing greenhouse gas restrictions, we should get rid of those regulations right now. We should restart the Keystone Pipeline. We should remove all the regulations limiting the processing of metals domestically. We should restart our rare earth mineral mining, and we should remove the barriers to nuclear power that have been put in place for a long time. We also should immediately harden the electrical grid, and last but not least, we have got to begin fighting in this fourth generation warfare battle space because China invades Taiwan and that has some other implications going forward for manufacturing and for our entire society. If China does invade Taiwan and the United States responds, it is very likely that North Korea will invade South Korea and then we officially have the start of World War III. So that is something to keep our eyes on very dramatically is does 
China invade Taiwan, and then what next does North Korea do? And that's about as quick a summary as I can do with all of the events that have been happening happening in the last hour, um, in the last 12 hours, actually. I do want to say one thing that, you know, some people are, are claiming we should not care what goes on in Ukraine. And again, I think that is very, very naive and very uneducated because Ukraine and Taiwan, again, are not the target. The United States is the target to weaken the United States, eventually destroy it so that they can impose a new world order. Well, Matt, uh, I know you have special interest. Uh, uh, I don't know if you want to share some of your interest uh, about your family, but uh, you have special interest in this situation. You know what communism is all about. Yes, absolutely. And, and the fact of the matter is that this is just neo-communism under a different veil and mask. And again, Putin has been very, very clear about this. Uh, many of my family members have come to the United States to flee communism. They were persecuted as Christians. Some of those who are still left, some of our friends in Ukraine right now are very concerned that that uh, Russian incursions like this are going to result in, again, persecution of the Protestant Christian uh, groups in Ukraine because Putin has been very clear that he will establish the Orthodox Church in Ukraine and other parts that he wants to annex because that is their, the official shared religion. But what has happened in the past, and this happened in 1963 in Ukraine, is there was a split between the state church and what we would call the confessing church, or the Church of Christ, that actually follows Jesus Christ. And the reason that split happened is because the KGB again infiltrated the Orthodox Church, and that is why Putin wants to install that and, and, and make that the official church and use that imprimatur to continue what he's doing. Obviously, what he is doing right now is not Christian. Obviously, what he is doing right now is wrong. Obviously, what he is doing right now uh, is an in-your-face move against NATO and a move while the United States is weak. And China perceives the same thing as well. So does Iran and so does the Muslim Brotherhood in Turkey. I know that I was in heavily involved in church planning uh, from 85 to 95, uh, we planted a church in Ethiopia. At the, uh, the Initially, Ethiopia, when I went into Ethiopia, was under communism. And, but the Orthodox Church easily uh, was working with the communist. Uh, finally, Ethiopia got their freedom. The Orthodox Church is working with the, the current uh, government. So uh, the Orthodox Church historically has been working with communists all over the world, Matt. Yeah, we've actually heard that, that, uh, you know, in northern Ethiopia, when there was this recent uh, approach of a rebel army on the capital of Addis Ababa, the, and there's an interesting tie into Ukraine with that I'll get to here in a second, but those communist or Marxist forces were operating under the imprimatur, the stamp of approval of some of the orthodox, not all of them, but some of the orthodox clergy there in northern Ethiopia. Here's the interesting tie-in. Turkey sold... Ethiopia drones, combat drones, and the Ethiopians effectively used those drones to fight back this communist incursion. That same thing has happened in Ukraine. Turkey has sold drones to Ukraine, and the Ukrainians are using those drones right now against Russian forces. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, because that same drone was used in the 
Azerbaijani-Armenian battles, and the drones were extremely effective at destroying enemy forces. Well, all over the world where I've traveled, and I've traveled extensively, um, probably covering the different nations well over 200 times, and uh, whether it's communistic uh, countries, uh, pure communism, or orthodox uh, churches, they, they work. They work with the Catholics and the communists. Both the communists uh, work with the Catholics and the Orthodox. And I could give you so many examples of, of nations all over the world where they work together, Matt. Yeah, and this, this comes to, you know, the idea of the religious spirit. The religious spirit will always work with the political spirit. We see this in Mark 3 in the scriptures where the Herodians and the Pharisees conspired against Jesus Christ himself. So this is an old pattern. These are old spirits that do this. And our job is to come against these things in spiritual warfare, but also where this manifests in the physical, we should be standing up against evil. And the fact of the matter is right now, the United States is already battling Russia and China, whether we want to admit it or not, in the fourth generation warfare sphere. And we need to realize that, make America independent in energy, in manufacturing, in food, just for starters, so that these kind of things don't happen in the future. And I just say this really up front. If Trump was president right now, none of this would happen because Putin would know that Trump was serious. Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, I have a blog on my World Ministry International with Dr. Jonathan Hansen Facebook. I also have it on our website. It's called The Thought of the Day, www.worldministries.org. And I've stated, I did not watch one second of the Super Bowl. The NFL now is an anti-American, pushing New World Order immoral values. The halftime show has become so raunchy, sleazy, and filthy, led by hedonistic entertainers that are very anti Christ. What do you think of that? Well, I think I don't watch the Super Bowl either. In fact, I announced to the congregation that, look, we are not uh, and we should not be watching the Super Bowl. And I added one other thing to it. Anybody that would kneel and disrespect the flag that draped the coffins of our soldiers and one of my soldiers uh, will never have my support again. I also wrote, again, thought of the day, my website, www.worldministries.org. Uh, you can read a thought of the day, different one each and every day. It says, please, or people ask me if I pray for the dead. Again, people ask me if I pray for the dead. The answer is no. The dead are preached to in most churches every week. Matt? <laughs> right now, in the time that we're in, as these things begin unfolding, it, it is key to focus everything that we have uh, on Jesus Christ and what he would have us do in this time. I believe that during times of great apostasy, there are also times of great awakening. So there is a huge opportunity right now, not to preach to dead things, but to preach to a lost and dying world that is now being brought to its knees and asking the question, why is this happening? Is there a God? And we can answer it very clearly. Yes, there is. And the answer is in Jesus Christ. Today's thought of the day is there is no righteous indignation of sin anymore in the church. 
The Bible warns, quote, will I find faith when I return, unquote. God helped the Laodicean backslidden church. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Warning Radio program. Special guest, Matt Shea, currently the senior pastor at On Fire Ministries and Kingdom Christian Academy. Retired 12-year state representative, former House of Republican Caucus Chair, Washington State. Join Eagle Saving Nations. Join it now. The whole reason and purpose for it is exactly what Matt and I have been discussing for the church to wake up. We need another great awakening. This nation, without it, is damned. We're going to fall apart. We're going to lose the republic. And you're going to see persecution like you only could not even imagine. You didn't even dream it could be so bad. Persecution is coming if the church doesn't wake up. The spirit of Antichrist is fierce and they hate the body of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, Eagles Saving Nations. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org. www.worldministries.org. Join Eagles Saving Nations now. We need again to wake up the church. We need to wake up America. We need to have the power of God within us focused on the third person of the Trinity walking with us, operating through us. Like the Bible said, go Terry before he ever tried to represent me. We need to get back to basics with the Lord Jesus Christ, truly be his ambassadors. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.